Welcome to Shining Bright, the Farm Her radio show all about women doing great things. Women who are making the ordinary extraordinary. Women following their passion, taking action, and making a difference for themselves and others. Join me, Margie, as your host on Shining Bright by Farm Her. Hello, hello. Erin and I are here today. So, um... Welcome. Back again. Yeah. yeah back again yes. at Shining Bright. And so this episode, we're going to jump around a little bit. We're going to be talking to um, a few young women at the start who are engaged in the livestock industry in some way or another. I had the chance to go to Hamilton County, Iowa, uh, back in July of this year and um, go to the county fair in the county mm-hmm. where I was born. And I moved away when I was seven. So it's hard for me to have a lot of connection to that. But my family's history is all there. Yeah. And funny thing, like my uncle and my cousins, when I talk about a connection to agriculture, they still farm. They farm all the land that my grandparents farmed there. And um, I hadn't talked to them. I hadn't like told them I was coming. I, I don't know why. Like it just, it all of a sudden was this happened. And-, and so uh, Ava, my daughter and I were like, walk, we, we just got there. We like dropped our camper off and we were walking to the bathroom and who do I see and coming out are. of the bathroom? But my uncle Mike. Oh, and I'm like, uncle Mike. And he was like, what are you doing here? And I was like, <laughs> Well, it's a weird thing, you know. <laughs> they invited me here for Farm Her, and we had the weekend free, and so so here we all are. Yeah, we went up there, and I got mm-hmm. to be a part of the uh, pig show. They had this little bacon bit show; it's cute, and oh, it's I so got great. the chance to talk to a young girl who won in her division, mm-hmm. and it was a fun thing. So we're going to talk yeah. to her later, and uh, we're going to go back to the Iowa State Fair and talk to some people, and then we're going to talk more animals at the Blank Park Zoo, which is our zoo right here yep. in Iowa, but. On that note, we're, we're, there's so much like at the fair showing animals oh. is like, it's everywhere. You you yes. can't miss it. Right. And right. I, I didn't really show livestock. Mm-hmm. Like I took my cat yeah. as my fringe project and, and I it walked, wasn't really showing it, but you did. I right? walk. Yeah. I showed for 12 years. That's so a lot I of years. Walk, I know when I started when I was seven, eight, eight, probably is when I could. And yeah. I showed lambs. Yeah. Primarily. Uh-huh. I spent a few years in there showing um, cattle, uh-huh. but I stuck with lambs yeah. and, and I mean, weathers. So, um, it's a weather. so, uh, you know, a castrated male. Okay. So for meat, Thank right. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> and suffix, like that's all that's I showed. The breed. That was the breed okay. that I showed and, um, spent my evenings walking them and mm-hmm. feeding them. I mean, it was, I mean, it was more, it was a project. I mean, I, I went to college for the first two years on the money I had saved That's awesome. from showing and selling yep. my animals. And you um, had a business at an I early did. age. And you know, I, yeah, I wasn't really aware of that either. Um, but <laughs> I did. And, um, I, you know, I walk on the state fairgrounds and the smells and the sounds. I mean, that was the best week of my life for 12 years. Yeah. Right. It was so much fun. Um, I had two lambs every year, just a fun fact. And they, their names, all those years, all started with B. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say their names were like the I exact same. I can't remember what they all, all of them, but I remember Bart and Bubba, like they stick out. Right. But I had some success. Bart Simpson? Yes. Because <laughs> of the times. That yeah, was the times. I had some success and, um, oh, it was just good stuff. Good it was for like you. the best memories. And I, yeah. I do. I mean, we'll talk to these young women and, and just seeing them. Like, I think that it is one of the best things that a kid can grow th- go through because I would agree. You have to care for somebody other than yourself every yes. single day. Mm-hmm. And if you want to do well, you have mm-hmm. to 
to take those next steps. You have to work really hard and you have to, yeah, like you said, the next steps or um, a little extra. Yeah. And you have to put yourself out there in uh public and you have to go in that ring and do it, which can be nerve wracking. And in front of your peers, Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. another nerve wracking thing, right? For sure. Yeah. And you're in a you're interacting with that judge. Yeah. And I mean, there's so many things I, I showed, but my parents um, were always, they always emphasized showmanship. Mm-hmm. So you'd go in to be judged on, on how you are showing that animal. And my parents were always like, you know, do a good job there. That's, that's the stuff that even if you don't have the very really, best animal, absolutely not. You, can you go this. out there and that. do your best. So that was always an emphasis. I feel like you still do that in life in my perspective, watching oh, you. So no, time. good yeah. job, life girl. Yeah, or wait, that, that wasn't your maiden name, but good, yeah. good job. Parents, yeah. Aaron's parents out there. Um, but yeah. you know, it's a thing and, and making eye contact and yes. being like being aware, aware of your presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's paying attention, listening. <laughs> All good things. All those things. Yeah, that, yeah. that we all need, but especially kids. Like yeah. it, it, it forces them into that ring, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it's a cool thing. So mm-hmm. if you're listening, uh, you probably have been to a livestock show, maybe even showed livestock yourself just based on the fact that this is Farm Her. But if you haven't, if you're listening from, you know, an, a city and you've never maybe seen a livestock show, next time you have a chance to go to maybe your state fair, Go, go to those rings yeah. and watch those kids. Get, get off the path of the food mm-hmm. and go check out the barns and yep. just look around and see and what those kids are doing. what they're doing. Because they're working hard. They are working And you might even so see them like, taking a nap. And that's probably because they've been <laughs> there for days working yep. really hard. And they're just kids. So yep. it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So thank you for listening to this and stick with us. We've got some cool things coming up on Shining Bright. Hey everybody, this is Margie geiler Alanese from Shining Bright by Farm Her. I want to tell you about a friend, a community member, a business owner that we really believe in. Our house was kind of a shell when we bought it and we've been working on updating and changing and adding things on. And we found a local contractor that we can trust, that we love the work that they do, and that is Remodel Works. Check them out at remodelworksdb.com. They're right here in Central Iowa. You'll love them. And so welcome back to Shining Bright. We are at the Hamilton County Fair, which is in Iowa. And Hamilton County happens to be the county where I was actually born. I don't live there anymore, but uh, it was a fun thing to get to come back to, um, I guess, where I came from and get to experience a little bit of the fair here. So I am here talking with Abby Richardson. Abby, hello. Hi. How old are you? How old are you? I'm 11 years old. Okay, so Abby, I watched you show a bunch of, you you were in quite a few of the pig shows today. So tell me a little bit about what animals you have here and what you were doing here at the fair. I have two pigs here and I have four lambs. Okay. We raise lambs and I showed my dog on Tuesday Mm -hmm. for the dog obedience show. Yes. How'd that go? Good. Our dog is completely non-obedient. So uh, we've thought about Ava showing our dog at our county fair, and I've just always thought that just sounds like the biggest nightmare ever. So did you, were you, did you play a hand in teaching your dog that obedience? Yeah, we had meetings every Tuesday, and we met. So there's first years, second years, and the rest. So I was in the second year part because I did it last year. And then we just practiced every Tuesday. In the last Tuesday, we had a pizza party and ice cream. Which is always exciting. Yes. 
so I watched you show pigs today and tell me what types of pigs you had here, like what classes you were in and you walked away with some ribbons and some medals. So tell me what you won. I won the, the, it's okay. We can, we can edit the um, so today. <laughs> nope. The, my sign. We got to get the little brother to bring the trophy over here. <laughs> he's, he's not being helpful, is he? The big sign. Yes, and we'll get a picture of her with this sign. The Reserve Grand Champion of Commercial Guilt. Awesome. And so I won my, I got Grand Champion for my class of the Commercial Guilt. And then I did showmanship with my barrow. And I did the one barrow class with a heavy, heavyweight barrow. No, right? Middleweight. Middleweight. So many different things to keep track of here, right? Like, it's almost like another language. So, um, is this the first year you've shown pigs before? Or tell me how long you've been doing it. I've been doing it. This is my second year doing it. Okay. And so, did you have any inkling that you would walk out of here as reserve grand champion? Uh, no. Because <laughs> my barrel is usually the best one at home. He was the worst one today. <laughs> Isn't that the way it always goes? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, um, from here, do you plan to keep showing pigs? Yes, I do. Until probably the end of 4-H and when I'm done with FFA. Yeah, and you're heading to sixth grade this year? Yes. Okay, so tell me what like a normal day in the summer looks like for you. Like, do When you have to get up and take care of your pigs, and, and what does that look like? Because I know it's a lot of work for you and all these other kids out here. So, we get up. I get up like at nine, mom gets up like at six. <laughs> <laughs> the moms always have that yes. job, right? And my mom usually lets out the dogs in the morning. We go outside, we eat breakfast, we go outside and do chores. We give our pigs feed and water, and then the lambs feed and water, and then we feed the cats. And then we let the dogs, we bring the dogs back in, We then we feed them, then we just hang out or go somewhere. Yeah. Get to be a kid for a little while. Yeah. But lots of chores, right? Like that's the thing. Like every single day yeah, they need to be taken care of. We do that morning and we check on them in the middle of the day and then at night. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of work and I want to congratulate you on doing such a great job. So I'm going to take a picture here of you. We're going to put it up on our social media so anyone can check that out as well. So with that, that is Abby Richardson, the Reserve Grand Champion with Commercial Guilt at the Hamilton County Fair. So we have made our way to the Iowa State Fair here with Shining Bright by Farmher. And I am surprised in the Ag Building. We are talking Farmher. And I wandered over to get myself an egg on a stick, which is a boiled egg on a stick. And I happened to meet the 2019 Iowa Poultry Princess named Corey. So Corey, welcome to Shining Bright. Thank you. Yes, so um, first let's start. Tell me what you were doing here today at the fair. Okay, so today at the fair, I'm just kind of walking around, making my ways, and I'm also handing out eggs on a stick from three to six tonight. So eggs on a stick is a thing here, and I've been in this building with the exhibit here for the last couple years for Farmher, and I know that people are waiting outside those doors. So tell me about your experience in there uh, handing out eggs. 
Um, so yes, eggs on a stick are very famous. Everyone keeps coming in and they're super excited. It's just a lot of fun. How many have you eaten today? I've had two. I've had probably like four or five. Good protein, right? Yeah. yeah, I love them and they're like cold and fresh and it's hard to find something like healthy at the fair, right? And so um, I love it. Have you heard any interesting comments from people or like any funny stories that have happened today or has it just been run in the mill? Um, a lot of people are just coming in, telling us thank you, everything for having them for them. Um, a lot of people are just asking me questions about what it's like being princess. It's just lots of questions. So on that note, tell me about your involvement in agriculture and what led you to be the Iowa poultry princess. All right, so my great-grandma raised over a thousand chickens a year. So I'm a fourth-generation chicken farmer. Farm her. Farm her, yes. Okay, so um, my family, we raised dogs, AKC registered dogs, um, goats, cattle. So farming has just been in our background for many generations. Yeah. 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 So that's very cool. So tell me about your run to be the poultry princess. Like, what did you have to do? It's nerve wracking to put yourself out there sometimes, I'm guessing. So tell me a little bit about that process. All right, so back in April, I guess it was March. March, I applied to be the 2019 Iowa Poultry Queen. So at that time, I had no clue that there was a princess. So to apply, you had to send in a resume about yourself. So that means like all the work you've done in the poultry industry and like what you all show for 4-H and FFA. And then you had to send in a paper that was no less than two pages about Iowa's poultry industry. Okay. And how it involves the world and how it affects everyone. And then we had to send in a couple pictures and I also sent in a couple letters of recommendation. And then I got notified in April the 27th that I got the 2019 Iowa Poultry Princess. That is a date that you will probably never forget, right? Yes, yes very much. How did, you, how did you feel when that happened? I was very excited, yeah. What an honor to get to represent an industry that is so important to Iowa. Um, I don't, tell me a few facts about the poultry industry in Iowa. That I, I could spit out a few, but I'm not sure if they're right, and I bet you know a few facts. Okay, so Iowa is number one in the nation for producing eggs. That's what I thought, but then I was like, I'm gonna get myself into trouble, I better ask the poultry princess. Yes. And also one in every six eggs comes from an Iowa farm. So if you have a dozen of eggs, two of them comes from Iowa. They're also close and maybe a little bit over than 56 million laying hens. So we produce lots of eggs. That is a lot of eggs. Do you know how many eggs they'll give out at the Iowa State Fair this year? Any guess? Um, I know, like, close to each day, they have given out over 15,000. There's one day that they've hit 19,000, so it's going to be a big year. That is a lot of eggs. And I'm not kidding, like, people literally, like, line up at the doors in the morning. And I will say that I'm, I'm one of those people that's excited to get an egg first thing when I get here. So um, it's another cool thing about the Iowa State Fair. They are free from the Egg Council, which I always love. So, Corey, tell me, you are in 4-H FFA? I'm in 4-H in Jones County. Okay. And uh, what grade are you in? I just finished my sophomore year, but I'm going to skip my junior year. And so I'm going to graduate this fall. Or, no, not this fall. This May as a senior, so. Good for you. That's a big leap. Um, so what are you going to do after high school? 
Um, well, also starting this fall when I start my senior year of high school, I'll also be starting Kirkwood's EMT program. So I'll graduate high school in May and Kirkwood May as an EMT. I love it. So obviously this has been a fun thing for you to get to do and um, maybe a surprising thing too, as you said, April 27th, the date that you'll always remember. Um, what would you say to somebody out there who is going, oh, I couldn't do that. I, that, that, I would never get it or, you know, you know what I mean? Because that's the way we all think at times. So what would you say to a young girl out there? Um, really just step out of your comfort zone. Don't be afraid to and just give it a shot. Give it a try. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Iowa State Fair. Thank you. Hey, this is Katie Crow, owner of Uplift Fitness Studio. Uplift Fitness Studio is a boutique fitness studio located right in the heart of Grimes, Iowa in the Governor's District. Uplift offers a variety of group fitness classes such as yoga, cardio, Zumba, bar, and strength classes. All new students can get their first week free with no obligation. At Uplift Fitness, we are passionate about uplifting women in our community to be strong, healthy, and happy. We strive to make a difference in their lives by creating an environment that allows our members to obtain their fitness goals and enjoy their experience in comfort and safety. Visit our website today at www.upliftfitnessstudio.com. And we are back at the fairgrounds again at the Iowa State Fair. And this time I have made my way up the hill to the cattle stalling barn where I have found Crystal Blinn. Crystal, welcome. Hi, it's so good to talk to everyone again. Yeah, so exciting for me. I haven't actually seen you in person in a long time. Um, so for anybody listening, Crystal has been on our TV show not once but twice. And, um, you know, she's just someone that we really admire and she has all kinds of cool things going on. So I want to start talking about that. So first off, would you, uh, for anybody who hasn't heard about you before, would you tell them a little bit about yourself? So my husband and I, we raise cattle, purebred Hereford cattle, and then some crops as well in Northeast Iowa. And that's actually why we are here at the fair. We'll be showing our, uh, we've got a couple bull calves, a cow-calf pair, a yearling. Those will all show on Thursday. And it's a really good opportunity for us to see a lot of our friends that are in the agriculture industry, help market our cattle. And then there's so many people that come through the barns too that don't have the opportunity to live on a farm. And so it's fun to get to talk to them and explain to them, you know, a little bit more about our industry and about, you know, the food that we're raising and our role in agriculture. Yes, I love that. That's one of my favorite things about the fair. It struck me even just this morning walking in and I've covered every square foot of this fairgrounds this week already, I think. But um, the number of people that are milling around in the barns and outside of the barns that I don't think are probably ag people, right? Like they, they're not parked in the barn with livestock, but they're here to see it and experience it. Yes, and I think we think of Iowa and we're like, Iowa, you know, we're the um, cornerstone of agriculture and, you know, everybody has connections to agriculture here, but really that's not the case anymore. Um, even in our town of Independence is about 6,000 people and there's so many people in there that just, they didn't grow up on a farm. And so they have a lot of questions about where their food comes from. And so the other part of what you do, I think is 
super interesting that you have like meshed all of the things you love. You have created like a business that is you and is your brand, but the beauty, like it's just awesome when it can be just exactly who you are. And from the outside looking in, it really looks like that, but you uh, combine agriculture into that brand. So tell me a little bit about the other things you do. If you were to find me on social media, all you have to do is search Crystal Cattle. And I really want to share my life. And agriculture is a huge part of my life. But I also love lipstick and jewelry and fashion and uh, women in business. And that's also a big part of my life. And I don't think that you have to just be a farm her. I think you can be a farm her and a businesswoman. You can be a farm her and you can love to get dolled up and put lipstick on. I, I think that all women can be, it's not a this or that and I think is a really powerful word and so I think you can be both of those things and what I love is that because I have these um, other groups and communities that I'm involved in, one is my other business is Keep Collective. It's a jewelry company. It exposes me to even more people that are not involved in agriculture and I get to be really on the front lines asking or answering their questions because lots of them have never met a farmer before and so when you see me often I don't really look and I'm going to use air quotes you know right. look like a farmer um, because you know I might be in skinny jeans and cute sandals and have makeup on and jewelry on and and they didn't know that farmers can look like that anymore but I look like them and they feel comfortable with me so they feel like they can ask questions to me that's totally true and and I do love that because it's it's not just one thing right like none of us are just one thing and so I've always loved that about your story that like we aren't going to put you in a box that like nobody can connect with you because you're a farmer over here right like you are a person in this world that likes the same things that other people like you just happen to have this ag tag on you too so um, that's pretty cool okay so what have you been up to lately I know that you've recently started a podcast of your own right yes I did the podcast is called Squad Life, so you can find it on iTunes or Spotify, just like the um, podcast and radio show that you do each week. And it's been so interesting because um, really I'm just talking to women that have gone out, really small town women that have gone out and done big things. And so some of them have agriculture backgrounds and some of them don't. Um, but it's really about being true to who you are and I want to figure out how women are doing that because I think that's like a big question for all of us is how do we go out and do the things that we have dreamt about and also do it with a lot of joy and passion every year I choose a word at the beginning of the year and last year my word was brave and it still is my word but my other word is joy and I just think that like life can go by so quickly and we can get so bogged down with details whether that is stuff going on on the farm or your career or your family that I think we just need to like pause and we still are gonna probably have to work our butts off and work really hard but like how can we also do that with more joy in our life so every week I interview somebody and we we talk about how these girls are crushing it I love that and I think it is so important to stop and like you know take note of like what you have around you and what you've done because 
it sometimes just seems like we're running, right? Like, and I know you are too, like we're building these businesses and we're running after these dreams and then you get one thing done and then you're like, okay, let's go to the next, right? But like in reality, you've done some pretty cool things already. So I would love to know, um, you said, you know, you, you hear from these women about their journeys and, and how they find that joy and how they get to where they want to go. And you are well on your way, I would say. So what has it been for you that has helped propel you to where you are and you think will keep pushing you and, and find that joy? One of my mantras has been done is better than perfect this year. I think we all forget that when we start something, we're actually probably it kind of sucks or we're not very good at it. But if we don't ever start, we don't ever have the opportunity to get better at it. And um, comparison is the thief of joy. And I think as women, we're really bad about that. We're really bad about comparing our lives to somebody else. And often we are comparing our starting point to somebody's middle or end part. So when we look at somebody and we say, oh, like she's killing it, she's doing awesome. Why is she? why does it look so much easier for her than it does for me? Well, because maybe she's been doing this for 10 years and you have just taken the first step to try it. So I always remind myself that if I want to get wherever I'm going and sometimes I don't know what the, the end point is, I still have to take that first step. That's so true. I mean, I, I do that all the time. So like I'll get on social media and I'll look at something. And I'm like, man, I really need to get my stuff together like I need to do more and then I'm like wait listen to your voice Margie like you you're you're fine like you're doing what you want to do and at the pace that you you can handle you know but it is it's so hard I think in this world to because on social media as much as we all try I, I, I know I do to like share like the reality of things sometimes the reality is you're still like getting only like an overview of it. That's all anybody can ever give unless they're on it all the time, you know? Yes, I think we should. It's a totally a highlight reel, social media. And that's why I love, you know, social media was meant to be social. It wasn't meant for us just to scroll through a bunch of pictures. And when you start to actually have conversations with those people, I think that's when you get to realize a little bit more of like what real life is like. And you realize that you probably have way more in common with that person than you ever thought of. So if you are like scrolling and there's somebody that you follow or admire, do not be afraid to reach out to them and start that conversation because we're, because of social media connects us all over, you know, the United States and Canada and the world, we don't always have a chance to be face to face, but nothing is preventing us from actually sending them a message to start a conversation. I love it. Where can people find you? They can find me everywhere. Crystal Cattle, just search it on Instagram or Facebook, or if they want to listen to the podcast, again, you just search Squad Life on iTunes or Spotify. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was so good to see you again. You too. here at our booth in the Ag Building and we are giving out bags and talking to people about Farm Her and guess who just showed up here you guys? It is the 2019 Iowa State Fair Queen, Hannah Kellner. Did I say that right? Hi. Welcome. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Awesome, awesome. So, oh my gosh. So let, let's take this back a ways. You won the Fair Queen this year, but I would love to hear about 
your involvement in agriculture. You said you've made it to one of our GROW events. Um, you know, are you from a farming background? Is there farming in your family? Were you an FFA? Those kinds of things. Yeah, so I started out in 4-H and then as I went to high school, I transitioned more into FFA with the AgriPower FFA chapter. And I actually have been the secretary and vice president there and have showed many static exhibits at local and state fair. Awesome, so no livestock. Um, we actually do have a farm, but I live in town and our farm is an hour away. So it's more of a weekend hobby of going down with dad and um, just doing the cow work and being in the tractor. Yeah, good for you. Um, my kids are in 4-H, but they, we don't live in the country, so we can't do livestock projects. Maybe we'll like work our way up to a rabbit someday or something, right? Yeah, that would be cool. Um, so tell me a little bit about running for county fair queen and then the lead up to state fair queen because... Um, this is a really big deal here in this state. Yeah, so actually it was last year my dad encouraged me to do county fair and I had a mission trip conflict. So this year I decided to run and I got it. So then you come up here to the state level and you compete against 102 amazing young women for this position and I was just the lucky one to get it. Okay, so I have never done anything like this. Tell me a little bit about what you had to do to get ready. Like, did you have to like psych yourself up on confidence? Tell me a little bit of like the background of like, what did you do to get ready for getting yourself out on stage? Cause um, was, was that a little like scary? I feel like it, it might be, but maybe not. Maybe you were just like, I got this from day one. Yeah. So really throughout Queens week, all you do is just be yourself. You meet the girls, you go through workshops, lots of interviews and come to the fair and meet fairgoers and just see how everyone's doing but yeah you do have to go on stage and do introductions and that is a little scary but you also know that I just have to go out and do it um, and just it'll be done quicker than I think it will and after that first one I felt so empowered and I was ready to get on again and so I'm just glad every time I get to go on stage as well as talk to anybody. I love it. Um, I was getting ready to ask you like in building confidence for yourself, like what is one way that you do that? And it sounds like maybe going on the stage was a confidence builder for you. Yeah, so I'm definitely up for any challenge. Um, it might take me a little bit. Yesterday we did the slingshot and the skyscraper, which is the two big rides at the state fair. They sound terrible by their name. Yes, they, they are terrifying. <laughs> so um, I knew I'd be disappointed in myself if I didn't. So I just had to go do it. But yeah, confidence is a big thing. And I do believe that lots of young girls sometimes have a hard time anymore with social media, constantly comparing ourselves and getting down on ourselves. But really, we need to just compare ourselves to ourselves and just see how, how can I be the better me? How can I do a better job of pushing myself forward and growing myself? I love that. You're right. How can I just worry about myself, right? Because uh, we just had this conversation yesterday with Crystal Blinn. Uh, she'll probably be on the same episode. And, you know, it's you're seeing such a high level of people's lives on social media. And I don't think it's an intentional thing. But, you know, when you only see a glimpse, it just seems like you're not doing all the things. But you probably are. So uh, finding that in yourself is good. Okay, so... Um, are you in high school, headed to college? What What's going on with you? Yeah, so I'm actually starting the next chapter of my life. I will be attending William Penn University in about a week from now. And I will be majoring in elementary education as well as getting a minor in business and being a part of the competitive dance team. Awesome. So that minor in business, um, like where, where did that come from? What spurred you to want to do that? 
Yeah, so actually I was at your, I think it's a Grow Her conference with our FFA chapter. A few of us girls went and I was inspired personally by all the speakers and just things that you hold to what can I do in ag? How can I feed the world and, you know, step out of my comfort zone? Um, I've always wanted to be an elementary teacher ever since I was about eight years old. And I kind of am wondering, maybe um, God has a different path for me. So I started working at Nutrient Ag Solutions this spring. And um, that's what really pursued me to go ag business, that minor. So I'm not giving up education quite yet, but just giving myself opportunities for open doors. You have a long road ahead of you and plenty of time to figure that out. So good for you for seeing open to all the things around you because um, I mean, that's why we do everything we do with Farm Her because if you see it, you know, it opens up those opportunities, I think. So I'm so glad that that uh, kind of opened your eyes to something different. Um, so tell me about some of the interesting things you've seen and done here at the fair, other than I know you already did the slingshot and yeah. maybe had a slight heart attack while you were doing it. Yeah. yeah, so this morning I got to be a part of the pie eating contest, which was really cool and really yummy. Um, also, just all the different new foods I've gotten to try. You know, who comes to the fair without having any fair food? So that's a good time. And seeing all the people. I love when little girls come up to me and say, the princess, the princess, and really in all reality, they're the princess too. Yeah, that is so true, but it is exciting. Like you're standing here in front of me with a very sparkly crown. Does that crown hurt? Yeah, actually, if you would look inside, there are many, many pins in there. And honestly, I could not do it without any one of them. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I mean, the things that we do for for the things that go on, right? But And I see you have a very cool pin here. Tell me a little bit about, about your pin. Yeah, so when I actually came in Sunday evening, the fair board members surprised me with a little welcoming gift. And the wives got me this beautiful fair brooch for me to wear on my sash. It has like little charms all over it. It says fair on it. It says queen and sparkles. Wait, did it say queen when you, when you got it? Yes. Awesome. And it's just got all these fun things about the fair. So what is your favorite thing about the Iowa State Fair? Oh my gosh. Um, I've been asked this multiple times and I know this sounds pretty cliche, but honestly the people. You cannot have the fair without the people. You can have buildings and sites to see, but without the people, you don't have the Iowa State Fair. That is so true and it is such a mix here. Um, for anybody out there listening who hasn't been, which is probably a lot of you, like we have a very ag heavy state fair. But there's, we're right in the middle of Des Moines too, you know, so you get everybody. And that's one of my favorite things about female outreach, like we are here, like, let's tell people about the these awesome, amazing women, right? Right, and that's the cool thing, is that whether you come from the city or rural Iowa, farm background, you all belong at the Iowa State Fair, and you have a place. So tell me one thing that you are proud of yourself for. I'm just really proud of myself for getting out and doing it. Um, sometimes, you know, we get down and don't feel like we can go to that next step. But as soon as you believe in yourself and say, I can do this, um, you push past that. And here you are. So good for you. Well, on that note, I do want to remind all of you that we have our 20th and final GROW event. And not just final of the year, final ever in the series of GROW events. And that is coming up this November 15th. It takes place in Iowa and specifically in Ankeny, Iowa. And these are day-long events to engage, empower, inspire young women. And as Hannah said, um, you know, 
doors can open up at stuff like this and your eyes are open sometimes. So we will be recording a TV show. We'll have some amazing women on the stage talking about confidence, talking about where they get their gumption, their grit, all the things that, you know, I think we all just need to hear from time to time. So again, check out farmher.com. That's where you can find the stories. You can check out the TV show. New episodes start in for that in September. But September 1st, those tickets open up for the GROW event, the 20th and final one in Ankeny, Iowa on November 15th. So Hannah, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me. Yep. Congratulations. We'll be right back here on Shining Bright. Welcome back to Shining Bright. We are taking it from the fair and jumping over to a different type of animal. And that is at the zoo, which I always think is a really interesting connection. There's women uh, working with animals in a different setting, but uh, a very real and um, like applicable setting all over the place, right? And so here on the line, we are talking with Angela from the Blank Park Zoo. Angela, welcome. Hi, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. So, Angela, you are a conservation coordinator there at the zoo. Can you give me a little bit about um, your background and your role there at the zoo? Yeah, I, I have kind of what I would like to call a piecemeal background. <laughs> yeah, I'll do. So, right. way back when, and we won't lead into what the age is and how far way back <laughs> is, um, but way back when, I actually have a degree in animal science, and then um, I also have a teaching degree. And kind of all of this came together a few years ago when I was asked to work here. And to start with, I was doing uh, outreach education, uh, which I've done for years, uh, not just at Blank Park Zoo, but other locations or for other venues. And then also my training background came to play as well as doing teacher workshops. So and fun when from, it all comes together. I know, right? right? Yeah. Like, where did I pick these pieces up? And, and oh, look at what right. just happened. Boom, I'm using them all. Right. And then kind of just in the last little while, I've shifted over to my job being 75% conservation and kind of moving away from the direct education a little bit. But uh, of course, uh, conservation is a major passion and kind of some of those crazy skill sets I just uh, discussed actually kind of lend themselves very well. Yeah. Yeah. I, lo I love it. It's, it's a continuing theme here at Farm Herd, this windy path, winding path that we are all yep, on. Very good. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. So in the past, we have talked to you guys about your, um, well, you tell me the, the correct terminology for it. I was going to call it the non-led um, program that you have. But if you could tell me a little bit about the program that we're going to talk more about today, that would be awesome. Sure. Uh, the campaign you're discussing is called Iowa Hunters Leading the Way, and it's exactly that. It's, it's actually encouraging hunters and anglers uh, in the Midwest, specifically Iowa, of course, because that's where we're at, but in the Midwest to voluntarily make the switch from lead ammunition and lead tackle to non-lead ammunition and non-lead tackle. And 
I remember when you guys first told me about this when I made a visit to the zoo and I just remember feeling shocked like I've never actually thought about this before. Yeah. Um, you know, when you buy something at the store, it's not like, hey, beware, this is lead. Think about what it's going to do to animals or the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But, but specifically, what is the conservation purpose that the zoo has in, in this campaign, right? Because um, obviously there's, there's a lot of environmental issues, I'm sure, with lead, but specifically as it relates to bald eagles, right? Right. So we're we're specifically kind of using the bald eagle as kind of what we like to call our megafauna or our poster child for this one. Um, and that's and that is because uh, what happens is when hunters go out and harvest, um, especially big game like white-tailed deer, which is so prevalent here in Iowa, um, they will actually uh, field dress that animal. And what is called the offal is left in the field. And what offal is is really kind of the gut pile is the not so nice sound. That's a way of saying it. I've never heard that. (laughs) And so when the gut pile is left, it is like the dinner bell being wrong for bald eagles and other scavengers. And what I like to joke about is, you know, we all go through the drive-thru when we have a busy day and eagles and scavengers are going to do the same thing. Why would you go out and hunt when we are so kind to leave it there for them? (laughs) It's like they're McDonald's is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or Jimmy John's. Those are great analogies. Yep. And so (laughs) visuals are on (laughs) (laughs) and so what happens is when, um, that animal is taken with lead, um, a lead ammunition, lead fragments, because it's a very soft metal, which is exactly why it's been used for so long in a lot of different ways. Um, it fragments upon impact and those little tiny fragments, actually, believe it or not, scatter within the inside of that animal. So you may have the wound channel, which is where the primary um, uh, bullet or slug goes. But on x-ray, you can start seeing almost a snowstorm effect of these little tiny microscopic fragments that you can't see with the naked eye. And it's those microscopic fragments that get into bald eagles, other raptors, and other scavengers, and frankly can lead to um, major health issues and even death, especially in raptors because of the way their biology is and how their biology uptakes that um, that chemical. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why. Like, I'm just amazed and, and interested in this topic yeah. so much because it's it just honestly never struck well, it's me it's just before. a level that you didn't think about and well i think we the felt awareness the same way. is really important because it does it's yeah. it plays out so yeah yeah i think we felt the same way here is that um you know it's like oh my goodness i didn't even realize that and we're finding that to be true as we're going out and interfacing with hunters and anglers so many people who have been hunting and angling their entire lives just don't even know that it is an issue. And so education in situations such as ours that we're, we're getting the chance to do with you guys today uh, is so important because how do you make a choice if you don't really you don't have even an know education? it's an issue. Yeah. 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 You know, I feel like there's a business opportunity here for somebody who creates non-lead stuff. You know and how then, like on yeah. packaging people put like, this is a non-GMO product. You can put like, this is a non-lead product. And this is why it's important. Yeah. I mean, it, yes. it is an interesting thing that like uh, companies, I mean, you, you guys as conservationists, you know, at the zoo, are are doing your part obviously to tell people about it um, but like hey everybody else you yeah. know spread the word yeah. so, and so yep. I'm curious yep. do you partner with like DNR are they pushing programs like this as well um well you know we're, because we're pushing a voluntary switch this is yeah. a 
this is a long game, right. and that long game includes kind of some of those uh, partners um, that were a little, you know, a little hesitant to start mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. And so we're making really good inroads with a lot of different um, uh, partners, uh, everything from natural resource and county conservation organizations to businesses to individuals, et cetera. So, you know, there's Very so many good. spokes to this yeah. wheel, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, because it, it's it's definitely not an anti-hunting campaign. It's, no, it's a, no, not like at a, all. A pro-conservation and wildlife and nature yeah. program, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and one of the things that we were also surprised about is, as we're talking about how many people don't even know the lead uh, is an issue, many non-hunters don't understand that hunting is a conservation activity Mm -hmm. um, in that it keeps populations, you know, limited so that they can have a, uh, there's some, you know, something that's called a population number with what any area of land can hold, right? Yeah. And to help keep those numbers at that level so that they can be healthy wildlife and healthy wild places. And then also the, the taxes and the money that is brought in through the sales of hunting license, license, fishing yeah. license, ammunition sales, firearm sales, all those things, actually that money goes back into taking care of our state and county parks and even national parks. And so those, you know, those of us who aren't avid hunters, I'm still out there enjoying uh, those wild places. Frank, yeah. you, frank, frankly, thank you to the right. hunters and the anglers. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is this like whole... Uh, ecosystem of, right. of conservationists yeah. out there for sure. Yeah. Well, um, so where can people find out more, Angela, about this program? Perfect. So uh, you can go onto our website and you can just strictly go to blankparkzoo.com conservation front slash bald eagles front slash. Okay. And all right. Well, we'll yes. put that in the show notes too. And even if it's not, if you aren't from Iowa and you're listening to this, I think it's still valid and it's it's worth a read, right? Because yeah. it, it applies to anybody anywhere. Mm-hmm. On you that bet. note, we are going to go to break, but we'll be right back with a wrap up here on Shining Bright. Hi, this is Margie Geiler-Alanese. Next week on Shining Bright, we are chasing dreams. We'll start with cowgirl and TV personality, Courtney DeHoff, about her journey from the ranch onto the big screen and back again. Then we'll bring it in studio with Colleen Krantz to talk about an upcoming project, Complete Bull, a story about a woman in ag on Shining Bright by Farmher. We are back wrapping it up here on Shining Bright by Farmher. We are still talking with Angela. Angela works in conservation at the Blank Park Zoo, which is real close to our home, maybe not close to yours, but we're talking about a subject that I think should matter to just about anybody out there who uh Cares about conservation. The country, cares about eagles. Sure. Is a hunter. It's just an interesting program. So, Angela, we were talking about the program that you have um, with lead ammunition and and specifically how it affects eagles. Um, yeah. You've got something coming up here, right? Bald Eagle Day. We do. We want to celebrate the bald eagle as well. And so, on Sunday, September twenty second, uh, we have our uh, annual Eagle Day from ten a.m. to two p.m. And we, it, it's not only a family friendly kind of day, but 
but then we are also highlighting um, this non-lead campaign that we were talking about um, with special incentives and educational activities for the hunting community as well. So it kind of holds a dual purpose. Yeah. And I think it's a good thing for people to go participate in and learn a little something, you know, I mean, it's, there's, there's all these interesting things out there and uh, putting yourself out there, taking a step forward to, to learn about it is, is not a bad thing. No, not at all. And what's crazy is Iowa, because of where we sit in the in the middle of the country, we are we get one third of the bald eagle population as a migratory population. Wow, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's yeah, a lot. And, It is. And since the mitigation of DDT and all those other issues Mm -hmm. that were causing the problems years ago, we are now proud to say that we have nesting pairs in all 99 counties in Iowa. Now, yeah, isn't that wonderful? I still am just in awe every time I see a bald eagle. We've actually had pairs in our backyard by the creek because the water runs. So we're we're just north. We're we're in Grimes. And so... Yep. um, Two winners in a row. I love We've it. We've had a pair. They are majestic. Wonderful. They are. They're Hopefully. majestic. That's the word. Yeah. And actually, this is a good segue because at Eagle Day, we will have Stephanie Shepard from um, DNR, and she is the head of the Eagle Nest Monitoring uh, kind of program. And so you can get information about how to do that as well. So maybe oh, you need to monitor yeah, maybe. that Yeah, You could. You could sign <laughs> up. My family's always been kind of we've always been on this bald eagle thing and we had yeah. birds of prey was a show in the quad cities and we went to every year. Yeah. Um, Perfect. And it's kind of where it started. It is interesting. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. So Angela, I know you guys, I I'm on your website here, uh, which is blankparkzoo.com forward slash conservation forward slash bald dash eagles. And, um, you have an incentive program as well too. Can you tell us a little bit about that? We do. So because, uh, you know, switching, um, switching to non-lead can be a little tricky, um, we want to encourage people to do so. And so one of the ways we're encouraging them is not only just through education, but through incentivization. And so if people go out and they buy um, non-lead ammunition that fits their firearm, they can upload a photo that combines the receipt of that box of ammo as well as the box of ammo in that photo and upload it to our website and you can be put in a weekly drawing for a $50 Sportsman's Warehouse gift card. That sounds so like we, a pretty good deal. Yeah. So just by going out and giving it a try, we're going to hopefully um, give you a little incentive on the backside. Yeah. And to make that website a little shorter, they can just go straight to blankparkzoo.com mm-hmm. forward slash non-lead. And that takes okay. them straight to the incentive program. And we've been talking about this a lot today. You might as well sign up. You might as well put your name in the, That's in right. the ring. Yeah. It's uh, never going to be a bad thing to win something like that. And, I know, right? Uh, 50 to do bucks, something good. Say no. I'm not going. I wouldn't. I wouldn't at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Angela, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's been interesting. And uh, for all of you who have listened to this entire episode, as we've gone from livestock at the fair uh, to... Uh, animals at the zoo and conservation and all things animal. Um, I want to remind you about a contest that we have. Um, it's actually not a contest, I guess. It's a it's a submission 
uh, process that we've got open and it is to be a part of the Farm Her TV show. So if you go to farmher.com forward slash pages forward slash rooted dash in dash ag, and we'll put that in the show notes, um, we are asking people to briefly share their story. And and Angela, you reminded me of this because uh, you said, you know, you can just quickly upload a picture. Sometimes that seems like a big deal, but it is, we have phones on us, you know, it's easy, it's easy to do these things. And this is no different. All you have to do is submit a 30 to 60 second video explaining how you are rooted in agriculture and how that has influenced you. And the top 25 videos will air on RFD TV during season four of Farm Her. Uh, and wow. that is sponsored by Syngenta. I know it's, yeah. it's cool. So right, uh, throw your hat in. If you're wondering like, oh, maybe I should do this. And you're then you start thinking, oh, maybe everybody else out there has a cooler yes. story. That's not stop true. And share do your story. Take a step forward. Stop mm-hmm. and do it. Because it could be that your story will end up on Farm Her, which airs Fridays and Sundays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on RFD TV. So thank you for joining us here in Shining Bright. You've been listening to Shining Bright by Farm Her. Be sure to listen Saturdays at noon and Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM's Rural Radio 147 and the Sirius XM app. And now... Go shine bright.